Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. And it's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we will discuss what is sexual harassment. We'll get into some of the scandals that have been going on with high-profile figures as of late. And we will also get crystallized, talk about whatever is trending in society today. And if we have some time, we'll get into privacy issues towards the end of the show. But first, for those of you who may be new to T2Q, go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter to keep up when the show keep up with when the show is going to be on the air. And you can also catch me on iTunes. Subscribe to me there. That way you'll never miss a show. But let me explain how this show works for those who may be experiencing it for the first time. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. 
Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 742 out of 750. Starts right after a word from one of my supporters. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com. Get 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Talking about sexual harassment this evening. You know, every day we see a new story on TV about some celebrity or some politician being accused of sexually harassing someone. Now, some of the accused have admitted to the wrongdoing, while others are strongly denying it. The question is, I mean, what is sexual harassment? It's not what many of us think. You know, sexual harassment isn't just grabbing someone, you know, on the butt or constantly stalking or harassing someone into going out with you. It's a lot more involved than a def- there's a lot more involved in a definition of it. And people need to be made aware and educated if they hope to avoid it. So to help me kick things off, let me go to the Motor City of Detroit, 517 area code. We bring on the author, Thank you, how are you? I'm doing well, how's it going? Pretty good Alrighty, cool, glad to have you on And I will go to the 850 area code To the Emerald Coastline of Pepsi-Cola To welcome on the man in black Making his way to the ring The homie Buck Buck, what it do? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Crystal? Hey, Buck. And we will go ahead and kick things off, me and my two co-hosts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Crystal, I will start with you. What is your definition of sexual harassment? Well, um, sexual harassment is any behavior that is offensive to the listener or the person who is being um, sexually harassed, whether it's a joke, touching, or anything like that. And it really has to do with the intention or how it makes the other person feel. All right. So, I mean, based on that definition, any behavior that's offensive, then Miley Cyrus twerking it's sexual harassment, right? Actually, that could be sexual harassment um, in a way. Um, it is her video. The only difference is that's her video, and I can just simply turn off her video. Unless she was twerking in front of me, 
um, and I was present live with her in a personal situation where she decided, I'm going to twerk in front of Crystal, then that would be offensive to me if I said that, you know, you are offending me. So, yeah, in those circumstances. I don't even know if I want to call that twerking. More like tweaking. (laughs) To the 732 area code I go. To the Garden State of New Jersey. Welcome on the voice of reason. Yes, Amanda. I'm good, Q. Crystal, how are you guys doing? What's up? Hey, Amanda. Oh, hey, Buck. Good to have you on. And first of all, you have to say that you should be proud of me that I didn't assume you were Ray when I saw the number, because I always seem to think that (laughs) you're Ray when I see the 732 number. But this time I I paid close attention. I was like, all right. Yeah, exactly. Especially since he's not on yet. I'm really, uh, really proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And so, Amanda, go ahead and give your definition of what you think sexual harassment is. I pretty much agree with what Crystal said. I think it's, you know, what's um, offensive to one person may not be offensive to another. So it's kind of, it has to be a broad definition in general. But um, I would say something that uh, makes someone extremely uncomfortable or, um, offend someone in a in an extreme manner. I mean, we can all be offended by something, but I, I would say it's kind of more of a, um extreme type of offensive situation. So while you can say something that is public, like Miley Cyrus twerking or something like that, but I think it's, I think it would be more so uh, if it was more on a personal level to me. But again, it's one of those type of terms and definitions that's hard to define and it's different per person. So Okay, very well. And but let me let me talk about something she said. She said it kind of depends she essentially said it depends on the person, what's offensive to that person. Um isn't that what makes sexual harassment subjective? Because what may offend one person may not offend another? Is it that makes it so difficult to kind of quantify? It, it it does. I mean, because, I mean, when we were coming up, I mean, you could say things and, you know, things would just roll off your back. Now you say the same things and now it's sexual harassment. But it was probably sexual harassment then. It just, people took, you know, took it differently. Um, right now we're on a slippery slope when it comes to sexual harassment. And um, it's just... You know, it's you. You have to really be careful what you say to people now because what we might, you know, what I may think is a compliment is actually a harassment to, you know, if said to certain people. So it's just it's really really difficult now to quantify what's really sexual harassment, what really isn't. I mean, you know the basics of what is sexual harassment and what's not, but you know, you shouldn't. You know, if you're not you're not making. You know, you just have to be really, really careful about what you know, what you're doing, and how, and what you're saying, and how you're saying it. Absolutely, and if it, if it's something you have to wonder about, then you probably shouldn't do it. I understand that some people right. just don't think certain things are all that bad, you know. But you really have to be mindful, and you're not going to always get it right. I do think sometimes people get offended over stuff. And I'm not even just talking about sexual harassment. I'm talking about anything. They get offended over things that really aren't that bad, you know, really just 
you know, you're just having a bad day and you just want to be upset over something. But by the same token, you still have to be very, very careful. Now, Crystal, we've noticed a lot of high-profile people have had their names pop up all over the place. I mean, we know about the Harvey Weinstein guy. Um, Kevin Spacey has admitted to some things. Louis C.K., um, essentially likes to strum the banjo in front of people. And (laughs) even President George Herbert Walker Bush has been accused of groping groping on women during photo opportunities, in which has been described, I think, by his PR people as he's an old man and his hand just drops. Uh, So I I guess, well, Crystal, which high-profile person accused of sexual harassment surprises or disappoints you the most? Well, um, really none of them surprises me, definitely. And um, disappoints me? Well, they, they all disappoint me. Um, and I think that um, simply because they're men, it doesn't surprise me. I think that um, because boys are taught differently than, um, than women, um, you know, uh, boys are, they're guided by their libido. They're guided by their sexual attraction or whatever and also they're guided by their strength and power and so um the way the the verbiage of how women are perceived at a young age to boys a lot of times um it makes them susceptible to the rape culture that is um you know definitely a part of our normal society. So as far as um, thinking that they are, one is over the other, no, I'm not surprised by any of them. I'm What I'm surprised about, actually, would be the amount of people that are coming out at this point. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they're able to, to tell their truth, absolutely. But I'm I think what I'm most surprised about is the fact that it took this long for Hollywood to actually say, okay, this is a bad thing and we shouldn't be doing this because um, the whole couch persona um, was all about sexual harassment. You know, you would have to sleep with the producer or the director in order to get a role. I mean, this was like a given. And so, and, and if it wasn't a given in actuality, it was given as far as a rumor. Of this is what you, this is how you made it, and that was the end of that conversation. So a lot of those women and men um, went into those situations thinking, okay, well, I guess this is what I have to do in order to to make it in this business, and then afterwards I have to shut up about it. To make it in this business, so no, I'm not surprised by any of them. All right, Amanda, what about you? Anyone surprised you or really disappointed you? Uh, I think the the number of people that came out on Harvey Weinstein was kind of surprising. Um, just so many of like top A list actresses coming out. Um, the other one that really surprised me was. 
with Kevin Spacey because along with his um, those allegations against him, he came out of the closet. So I think that one was kind of surprising, but it's just amazing to watch everything unfold. It seems like every day or every other day there's a new celebrity that, you know, stuff is coming out on. So it's just really you just kind of watch and sit back. And some people seem to not really be surprised because, like Crystal alluded to, there's been a lot of um, – I guess, kind of rumors in the industry. And certain people kind of already knew it was coming or maybe in that particular circle they knew. So it's just, uh, you know, every day is a is a new story. Okay. Buck, what about you? Anybody catch you off guard? Nobody. Uh, maybe the George Bush one, but it's not really surprising because, we, I mean, we see, you know, politicians jerking around all the time, you know, we saw it with Bill Clinton. We saw uh, we got a guy in Alabama that's running for Senate, and he, he just had his fifth or sixth woman come out about him, and he's denying everything. He's about as he's about as radical as um, as um, Trump, and um, you know, I kind of figured Stephen Segal and Stephen Segal have had numerous women saying that he was, you know, sexual harassment and whatnot. And I guess that's the reason why he became a Russian citizen to kind of protect himself to, uh, you know, get away from it, you know. And now he's a Russian citizen. He wants to stay over there, kind of keep himself out of the limelight. But um, if anybody, president, you know, you know, we've – but the presidents have been doing this for many years too. Don't get it twisted. I mean, I'm quite sure there's plenty of presidents – they have done something that didn't, you know, done something sexual harassment along the way. It's just that Clinton got, you know, Clinton got caught. Now Bush is getting caught. You know, Trump been accused also. So, I mean, these are things, you know, every day it seems like you, all you got to do is turn on the news or flip on your computer, look on your phone, what have you, and you're seeing some, somebody has been, you know, accused of being, you know, one of these presidents or whoever. Is being accused of sexual harassment. It's just it's out there. Um, so it's unfortunate, but it's happening. Yeah, I think Kevin Spacey did surprise me the most because it was kind of a two for one. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess I'm most disappointed by Louis C.K. because it wasn't just harassment. It was also perversion on his part. I mean, this guy just whipped it out in front of women and just handled his own business, you know? And that's put on a list. Okay? (laughs) That's beyond baby, would you go out with me, you know, sweetie, honey, patting somebody on the butt or something like that. You're exposing yourself and finishing in front of people and he said that, you know, he would ask them. But, I mean, if you're famous and, you know, there's someone who's crushing on you and their silence doesn't necessarily mean yes, you know, and not too many of them are probably going to say no because they're uncomfortable and you're not touching them. But uh, I think he was the most disappointing to me. That was just, you know, I was kind of a fan of his, but, wow, that was crazy. So, Let's see. Let me go to the back to the phone lines to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi. So welcome on the man, the legend, the myth, 
Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Not too much, bro. All right, Eminem. Uh, what should be the punishment? Let's just say in corporate America, right? What should be the punishment for the a first offense of a non-physical form of sexual harassment? My non-physical, oh, I mean, you didn't, it wasn't anything you did as far as touching. It was verbal. Right. Oh man, uh, something I'm a big proponent of. Just you know, uh, you know, I, I believe somebody with money should be able to buy their way out of something. And I know that sounds a certain way, but let me let me break it down. Like, okay, like right now, okay, I work in a public school system. My kids go to school in the public school system. Okay. Now, I'm not just saying school's the only place money should go for something like that, but I'm just saying if you – what's more advantageous to me is like uh, – well, people listen don't know who the hell Bernie Evers is, but everybody from Mississippi do. All the shit with WorldCom. Of course, they ain't had nothing to do with sexual harassment, but right now, dude locked up is like, okay, it's locked up, but it's not like locking up a – you know, oldest uh, neighborhood wine on Mayberry. You know what I'm saying? You locking up a in there. So it's more beneficial to, you know, uh, me and and just say if y'all was still in, you know, still here in school and shit, you know, um, if they gave, if he equally distributed, I don't know, um, $250 million to, you know, the different public school systems here and, and are rolling bridges for the state that you made this crime in. So I say find something that the public can benefit from, you know, in this case, probably specifically, you know, youth or something like that, that pretty much nobody would have a problem with, you know, uh, fuck it, build another, you know, medical clinic somewhere with your damn funds and let the motherfuckers go, you know. That's more beneficial than... You know, just locking somebody up. You know, that's how I feel about people with money. You know, you don't hurt no, you don't hurt no rich motherfucker by talking about you got to do time. Because guess what? If I'm worth these many millions going in, ain't like I'm spending. So when I come out, I'm worth that. You know, you got to hit these motherfuckers with hurt, man. So that's how I feel about anybody with money. You know, you got to, you know, a punishment for a poor man is freedom. A punishment for a rich man is money. So you know, she, you can tax the. You know, like, how many people you know that's working people or poor people go to jail for tax evasion? Shit, I owe Uncle Sam money now. Shit, I ain't got shit for him to take. All I can do is get letters every month saying this, this, and this. You know, the most your check might get threatened to be garnished, but that's about it. You know, hell, you, hell they ain't putting, I mean, Wesley Snipes had to do time. Shit, I ain't doing no time. And I ain't got shit. They losing money fucking with somebody like me. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Amanda, what do you think? Um, what do you think is a reasonable punishment for I think Eminem, someone? I think Eminem needs his own soap opera, number one, because I'm over here dying. But <laughs> <laughs> can't help to. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Can you, can you repeat the question? <laughs> uh, what should be the punishment? For nonverbal form of sexual harassment for a first offense, I think that it should be maybe like a, a, a 
a written warning, kind of like a probationary period. I'm not big on really punishing somebody over something that was said um, without at least giving them a fair chance. So um, I think maybe like a written warning, like a 90-day probationary period would be appropriate. Okay, okay. And so, but when it comes to Hollywood, um, is the right move to do what they did to Kevin Spacey and pull his show? You know, Louis C.K. got his movie pulled. Um, There's someone who I think, he's like a, I can't remember what he does. He's affiliated with the CW show, The Flash. And I can't remember what they're doing to him. But I mean, do you think that's the right right call, Buck, to pull the person off of TV and movies? I think it is. I mean, because, you know, the thing about these guys, yeah, sexual harassment and it's, and it's unfortunate. But, you know, they, they stabbed the limelight for a little while and they're not going to make any money for a while. You know, some of them, like, you know, some of them may not ever work again, you know, depending on the severity of what's going on. So pulling them from a you know, pulling from a movie or TV or anything like that, I mean, that's going to hurt them in the pocketbook. And, they, you know, that's, you know, in Hollywood, you know, you do that. You know, like I said, I mean, we, we've seen over the years how many people have been, you know, for other offenses, you know, where they've been wiped off the planet, where, you know, they you don't ever see them in movies no more, and you wonder what happened to them, or you, you just, just plain forgot about them. But um, I wanted to comment on the, the workplace. I think what they need to start doing for a first offense, even though if, even if it's verbal, what they need to do not only is the probationary period, but maybe take them into you know into a class setting and talk to them about you know maybe getting them some some sort of like counseling or what have you to kind of keep from getting into another offense simply because you know since I think sexual harassment has changed a lot over the years, you know and. Everybody's on edge now, so what may or not used to used to be sexual harassment well probably sexual harassment then anyway, but you know you have to kind of keep think you know you kind of have to you this sexual harassment has evolved, so to speak, you know it's different now, so you know maybe education is what they need, so that kind of thing won't happen in the workplace. Okay. Very good, sir. And so, what about this, Crystal? Let me go back to you. If a sexual harassment case dates more than a decade, you know, if it's a decade or more, should it be treated differently than something maybe more recent? Just like the guy in Alabama, I think his name is uh, Roy Wood, the guy, the politician that's in a lot of uh, trouble from accusations uh, from... What like forty years ago, something yep. like that. But um, yeah, I mean, Roy you know, Moore. Not a, mm-hmm. yeah, Roy Moore. There's not a lot of evidence. It's more of a he said, she said. Should that be treated differently than something more recent? No. No, you know, uh, and see, the problem is, and, and this is very much what uh, Roy Moore is going after. He's going. He hasn't. Actually, he's really admitted it, admitted to what he what he did back then. Um, his his only issue is the fact that 
oh, wow, that was like 38, 40 years ago. Uh, the problem is, and this is the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand, um, especially non-women, is the fact that it doesn't matter. The, the, the reason why it takes so long, whether it's five years, ten years, whatever, or not at all for women to come forward with rape or sexual harassment or whatever, which is a form of rape, um, the reason why it, has, it, it, it doesn't come forward for so long, and, and usually it's because maybe one woman said, fuck you, fuck it, I'm, I'm telling, like, screw you, what can you do to me, or whatever. And then that's when you get to open the floodgates. It's like one person at the gate who opens the door and lets everybody else in. The reason why is because of the stigma, because this is attached to sex, and people cannot get past the fact that it that it is attached to sex, sex. and um, you know, as you were saying earlier, Q touching someone's butt or with rape, or someone you know assaults someone sexually. They can't get past the sexual part when when they really should be. It, it's, it's sexual. The sexuality of it all is purely a tool. It's really about power and about dominance and about violence against this other person, uh, female or male or whatever. It's like, I can control you. This is how I'm going to get you to do what I want you to do. I'm going to use sex for many different reasons. You know, they may use it because I know this is the way to hurt you the most, so they rape you because this is the way I hate you so much that I'm going to do this to you, um, or sexual harassment where I'm going to try to get what I want and use you, um, use my power over you to get what I want. So it doesn't. And it's the stigma that women feel, or the person, male or female, feels um, because they know that as soon as they start talking about it, because they like, well, well, what did you do? You know, they're going to victimize this person all over again. And they're going to say, well, what did you do in order to cause this behavior? Did you wear something provocative? Did you, you know, say you would go out with him? Did you walk around the office like you were so cute? I mean, all these things are going to be said about this person. So they're going to start feeling like it doesn't matter what I do. So why put myself through that? So that's why it takes so long a lot of times for these people to come out is because of the stigma that society has already put on them, and they already know that. We already know that this is going to drag out in court. I'm going to have to talk about this shit over and over again. I want to talk about and And it's like, and in the end, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm just going to be this person who went through this horrible sexual thing and this scandal, and I'm going to be a whore and some sort of, you know, person in, in, the, in the media and the limelight or my family and my friends and my work that I just went through this horrible sexual thing. So that's why people don't say anything. And so, um, but this guy, Roy Moore, he is fucking admitted to it. But he admitted to it, and then he goes and saying, well, that's what we all did. You know, I didn't know, you know. And that's, what, and that's what a lot of people are saying, when, especially when it comes to sexual harassment. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think that was a big thing. You know, I just, you know, I thought she was cute, or hey, everybody did that, and so it's like it's okay, and it's not okay, 
And it never was okay, whether you're talking about the 50s, the 40s, the you know, the 17s, it's not okay. It's never been okay. And, and, you know, the thing about it is they know that. They know it's never been okay, but they do it anyway. Quick question, quick follow-up question. Do you think with what's happened over the last calendar year, with so many people coming out, that it's going to get better as far as victims speaking up? Well, I think what's going to happen is, especially in Hollywood, which has had a, a specific kind of, like I was saying about the couch, you know, the Hollywood director's couch kind of a thing, it's they're, they're going to realize that, okay, we can't, we can't keep doing this, you know, or let's stop, right, or let's not look away when these things start, you know, occurring. Um, so, yeah, it's going to make some changes. Um, as far as people coming out, yeah, you know, I hope, I hope. That it will be, will, you know, teach the uh, millennials now who are growing up and everything, and and um, those who are dealing with it, to say, I don't have to deal with this anymore. I can come out and I can say, this happened to me, and I'm not going to be ridiculed for it. And so, yeah, so I hope, yeah, that it will change the way the victims feel about you know, their stigma and say, you know, this, this happened to me and I, you know, more people will believe them or at least not, you know, ridicule them for, for something or victimizing them all over again. For what okay. To them. Okay. Um, and if you're Aaron Andrews, you'll get paid. Uh, I do think sometimes if you are a famous person yourself, um, it's a definitely a lot easier um, if you, you know, if, if people like you. Uh, and, and I know that's a problem for some victims because if you accuse someone that everyone likes, it's very hard to maybe uh, get any type of justice from that. But if you're kind of popular yourself, and it shouldn't be a popularity contest. It's kind of unfortunate sometimes how this stuff plays out when it comes to high-profile people. But uh, does anyone disagree with... I was just going to say, you make a really good point about that piece because, you know, when you're talking about someone coming out 30 years later or whatever, by that time, they have nothing to lose. You know, they're not trying to become this famous person in Hollywood anymore, so they feel... You know, I don't have nothing to lose anymore, and I'm, but I'm still dealing with this pain. And that's what you, th- you know, you think about these victims, male or female, they've dealt with this pain for th- that many years, for that many years. And you have to think about, you know, you talk about, you know, your, your religious people, your Christians or whatever. There's a reason why God said you must be married before you have sex. There's a reason for that, not necessarily because I'm, you know, believing in that, but because I'm saying that there's a process to how things are supposed to occur in life. And if you go, if you deviate from that process, then things, you will feel it inside that it's wrong and that it affects you in a way that you don't even understand why it's affecting you. So that's something to think about, too, and all these so-called Christian religious fucks, you know, always want to talk about that. But then they go behind the scenes and they're screwing their goddamn, you know, um, 
boys and you know the Catholic boys and they're screwing them. You know, it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. You know, but anyway, um, I don't want to go off into that tangent, but <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say that. All right. What would you ask him? Did anybody disagree with something? Yeah, did anybody I mean, disagree that if it's something that's like more than a decade old or something that it should be treated differently than something more recent? Well, I, the biggest thing I disagree on is is like a defined line between rape and sexual harassment. They are two different things. Like, well, it's like this. I don't know what the shit is in the in the DSM. What is it? DSM four or five by now, something like that. I don't know what they call it, but the average person that ain't thinking about too much shit in detail. The average person don't really think that what they're doing is on the same line as, you know, stripping somebody's clothes off and taking the, you know, you know, raping them. Like the same guy that, you know, don't know when to kind of cut a compliment off point where it's kind of like, damn, you know. You know, she went from smiling to, you know, nigga, you, you got like, damn, you slobbing and like, man, I want to fuck this, this motherfucker. You must around to say something or slap at her ass or something like that, which is inappropriate. But that ain't necessarily the same thing as somebody raping somebody. So I think this definition, I think uh, one of y'all, uh, Buck or Q, one of y'all had mentioned that in a comment earlier, and that's what I wanted to say was the best thing to educate people on what's considered that because in the you know in the in the old boys club I just say it like that and this ain't got nothing to do with a particular <clears throat> race or nothing like that but for the most part most straight men from certain generations have I mean I'm talking about upstanding guys who would never even think about raping a woman won't think twice about you know shit you know patting the chick on the ass if they think if they think they can get away with it. If she don't seem to be too mean looking or whatever, you know, sometimes people do that type of shit. It ain't right, but sometimes it happens. But, um, you know, it's almost like a, uh, a nigga going to jail for pedophilia. You know, a motherfucker fucking a three-year-old versus a dude fucking with somebody that's, you know, 15 lying saying they're 18 and, you know, go to, you know, a certain college or something like that. It might be fucked up and all that, but it ain't the same type. I don't know if y'all understand where I'm going with it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the the biggest misconception is why shit like this keep happening because most guys think simple. They most guys think like the extreme. You know, they're not thinking. You know, patting a a 21 year old intern on the ass gonna be the same as you know choking a chick down, going to a car coming from a movie theater. So they look at that totally different. So they like, well, shit, if I ain't, you know, I ain't finna do no shit like that. But this right here, this shouldn't end my damn career 30 years later. So I think that's where a lot of this shit is coming from. You know? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, whoops, I was going to go back to the phone lines. Um, Amanda Tillery, I apologize. I didn't see him holding. Okay. And so... Amanda, let's talk about um, men. If you had to guess, what percentage of men report sexual harassment in the workplace? Oh, boy. Um, 
5% or less. <laughs> I would think something really, really low just because of the um, the stigma associated with it. Um, I think most men, if they felt like they had to go to somebody and said they're, they're being sexually harassed, either way they're going to, their colleagues or even their superiors might kind of look at them like you're being sexually harassed. And the expectation would be, well, if it's a female, um, then why aren't, why aren't you just going with it? And if it's a, another male and you're heterosexual, then most men probably don't even want to admit that uh, another man is making a pass at them. So I would, I would imagine that number is super low. Okay. What is um? See, Buck. What do you think, man? You have to guess the percentage of men who may get sexually harassed. You said Buck. Buck? So I'm gonna say less. I'm gonna say around ten percent. Simply because you know, if if it's on the rise, for, it's been on the rise for women for years. I think it's probably on the rise for guys too. Um, pretty much along the same lines as what. Amanda had to say, I mean, some, some, it's out there. I mean, you're starting to see guys come out, you know, saying they're being sexually harassed, which, you know, that's something that we hadn't seen before. So, at least not on the, you know, on the scale that it is now. So, I would say it's probably somewhere around 10%. Okay. And anybody think it's higher? All right, cool. Yeah, I think it's. A, it, I think it could be a little higher, um, and only because I don't know if you were talking about the ones who actually um, filed for sexual harassment through their HR or whatever, um, or just the ones that actually happened. I think for the occurrences that actually occurred. I think it could be more than than that. Maybe even, you know, forty percent. Maybe thirty. Wow. Especially now, as as Buck was saying, because there are more women in power, and that's what this is all about. It's about power. You know, you can't sexually harass as a. Um, it's hard to sexually harass as a as an underling sexually harassing their boss. Your boss can fire you, so you'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> you won't do it. Maybe you'll talk behind their, her back or something. But you're not going to be doing anything because, you know, you can get fired. So um, the sexual harassment on the other way around, that's why it's always about power. That's why these things occur. Um, there was a movie, I don't know if you guys saw it, back in 1994 called Disclosure. Um you know, with Michael Douglas, I don't know if you guys saw and Demi Moore. And that was I I what, exactly that. what we're talking Huh? You do? Yeah, she was kind of, she was um, his boss or something, and she was basically having her way with him. Yeah, I mean, it was a really interesting scenario where she ended up being his boss um, by virtue of her moving up in the same company. However, they were initially, you know, seeing each other. They were like, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend years, years before. It broke up, he got married, went on, they all went on with their lives. Um, and then when she found herself in the situation again with him, 
now his boss, she thought she, you know, she could take advantage of that situation and and be with him again because she was sexually attracted to him still, and um, but she knew he had a wife. She knew that well, you know, I can still make this happen, you know, and because he she was his boss, you know. He kind of went along with a few things, just like, you know, I guess a woman would go along because you don't know how, you don't know if you're taking this the wrong way. You don't know if, you know, you just, your your job is in jeopardy. So he went as far as he could go until, okay, look, this is something that is really, you know, awful. So, um, and then he, and in this, of course, in the movie, it was um, determined that a lot of men, what they had to go through as far as, you know, saying, hey, this I'm being sexually harassed. And you're looking at this woman and you're like, oh, she's beautiful. What are you talking about sexually harassed? You know, fuck her. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't see a problem here, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And and that was that was the whole issue. And so, again, people are, are taking it back to sex when it's just about, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to... I don't, these stories, these, you know, jokes that you're telling, they're not funny to me. And that's what it's all about. It's about how you feel about what this person is doing. Now, if you, if a person came on to you, whether it's your boss or not, and you're like, shit, I want to go out with him. And you go out with him. That's not sexual harassment because to you, this is a good thing. I'm not offended. I'm turned on or I'm, I'm, you know, happy. But if you are offended and you give off obvious, you know, reasons why you're offended, the person knows that. See, that's the whole thing. The person who who is sexually harassing knows that you are offended, you know, and they know that you don't want this, but you do it anyway. So it's all bullshit. All right. And to the phone lines I go. This is 732 area code regarding state of New Jersey. Welcome on the phone. Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, everybody? Thought I was going to get on nice for a minute. What's yeah, up? sorry I missed you, man. When I when I saw you, you had dropped off when I first saw you. So glad to get you on, though. But yeah, it's um, all good. What's up? Have you um have you ever experienced sexual harassment in the workplace or maybe you've been a witness to it? No, nah, I mean um you 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 see people say things and do things, but you always have to be careful with that. Especially if you're in position of power or something like that. You got to be careful with that. And you know, I try to stay out of the monkey business as much as I can because, you know, you have some guys at work that act like they've never seen a woman before. And, you know, if you got if you got cameras on every hallway and stuff like that and you look around and girl go by, you turn around, a lot of these assholes don't realize everywhere there's a camera, somebody behind them watching them, you know. So you turn around and you looking like you ain't never seen a woman before. Somebody's <laughs> seeing you do that, you know. And, and and my thing is, 
never give them the satisfaction. Because you have some women that come in with a low-cut dress or, you know, showing too much skin and this, that, and the other, and then they're complaining about somebody looking at them. Okay, oh, no, no, no. Nobody looking at you here. Go about your business. Sometimes be hurt when you can't even turn your head, but sometimes that's how it's got to be. And I don't think enough people realize that because I understand what people say about harassment and things of that nature. I mean, it's like this. If somebody harasses you and you say nothing, you hoeing yourself out regardless of what. You know, it's just like if somebody offer an astronomical amount of money, half a million dollars a week, okay, you got to deal like deal with a woman like Precious or somebody. Oh, she touching you or grabbing your ass. It's not, it's not to the point, fellas, that you're going to have to say if you got to testify to this in court, you're going to be crying and you all choked up and you can't talk and you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, you like, man, you know, she said this, she did that. I wouldn't film it like that, but, you know, I had to do what I had to do to make my money or whatever the case may be. If a guy touches you or something like that, now I can understand where some of this could come in at. But what a guy said and this and that, I mean, that's that that's male-female relations for a lot, for the most part. It may not be appropriate, but that's what it is. So for a person to go in and be like, well, you know, he said this, and I told him I wasn't interested in this, this, and this. I mean, you act like somebody of the same sex violates you. Opposite sex, whether they're attractive or not, you just be like, hey, you know, I'm not interested, or I can't believe what she said or what he said or whatever the case may be. But it doesn't have to be something, oh, I can't talk about it, and oh, it's the worst thing ever, and this, this, and that. That's why I think it goes too far. Because no matter how much money somebody makes, if they violate you, if you say nothing, you just sold yourself for whatever price tag that they offer. Well, you know, I can get in this movie for a million dollars, so I won't say anything. Hey, you got $20 million in the bank already. What does, what does that say? You know, that's why I listen to a lot of this stuff. Some of it is unfortunate. And some of it, I think, is just a little men and women going back and forth. A guy got money. He got access to beautiful women. He going to try his hand. That's just the way it go. You had more sexual harassment going on in a nightclub. But dumb guys working at the car wash or, you know, the auto parts store or whatever, and nobody cares. But because these guys got a big position, now all of a sudden, this is what a guy said to me, this is what a guy did, and all this other stuff. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, they can just, just gone too far. That's just my opinion on it. I mean, it could be a lot of what they say it is, but I think a lot of it is being overblown at the same time. And a lot of this is taking attention off the other stuff that's going on in America. Okay. All right. And so, let's see. I guess 
get into this 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 last one, and then I I do want to um, get into uh, something else. But how do we change the culture of sexual harassment? And Amanda, I'll ask you: How do we change this culture if people are saying that it's quote unquote just having fun or quote unquote locker room talk? I think that there needs to be um, better communication, better understanding, better, you know, just putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. What Sometimes what's said and somebody means no harm, you don't know, you don't always know what somebody else has been through. So sometimes it's not even about necessarily that one person or that one conversation. It may be that they've been through certain things and just that, those type of jokes just hit home for them. You just never know. So I think it. I think it's just more about sensitivity um, in general, um, and just having respect for your fellow human being. I think that there are some cases where things kind of can get really um, can go too far in the sense of you know if if you just had a conversation with somebody or had an understanding of where they were coming from, then maybe things wouldn't have to go to a HR type situation if we're talking about the workplace or, um, you know, stuff like that. I, I guess usually when I think of sexual harassment, my first thought is um, situations at work and how things can, it can be just something as small as people joking around and the wrong person or, you know, sometimes you don't even think about it. People of a particular generation, um, I would say probably, everybody on this call and younger, we probably joke in a different way than um, especially maybe the ladies or what we're used to hearing than our mothers or grandmothers would be. So I know certain things that I just, I totally let roll off my shoulders. It doesn't bother me. I laugh right along with it. My mom probably would be more so offended because she comes from a different generation. So I think that sometimes it's just, about knowing your audience, if we're talking about something as simple as a misunderstanding or jokes that are passed about, if we're talking about just straight being lewd and touching people, I mean, that's just, they just need to go back to the the basics of being a kid and being taught to keep your hands to yourself, you know, so that's, that's a whole different topic. But if we're just talking about general misunderstandings that happen, hey, I made a joke, this person was offended, that type of thing. I think sometimes you just need to have better communication and better understanding, and we can avoid a lot of trouble with that. Okay. Okay. And uh, anyone else have an idea of how we can do something different? And Eminem, I already know your answer. But uh, hold on for a second. Let me let me go to um, a caller in the three one three area code, also out of. Detroit and Carla, what's your name? Lorenzo. Lorenzo, how's it going? And uh, you want to give your two cents on this discussion? Uh, right now, we're asking what we can do to probably change the culture of sexual harassment. But if you want to comment on something else you may have heard, feel free. Well, I, I just want to make a quick comment because <clears throat> um, me, like me personally. Like I said, I, I think that, no, you know, no woman deserves to be, you know, violated, you know, in, in, a, in a professional work environment, 
you know, it should stay professional. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I got a lot of ideas because I was, I was in the Navy. And like I said, you work with a lot of women. And you're around women, you know, women as, you know, as subordinates, as equals, and as, you know, people that's over you, that's in authority positions. And, you know, like I said, with, the, with these new cases, you know, where everybody's coming out and saying this and the third, you know, I, I do feel like some of them people are wrong. You know, some of them people are wrong. I read some of the stuff. People using their position to, you know, try to get sex for the woman. But, you know, certain environments, you know, I would I would say are um, kind of being, you know, because it, you, you got to understand, if you're in a club with somebody or you're drinking with somebody or, you know, a woman is in your face, you know what I'm saying, and, and doing certain things, certain men, are just more aggressive than others. Now, does that give a right? Does that, does that give a man a right to to do certain things? No, it does not. But some men just go for broke, you know. And it's like you got to understand. Like, a, I I think that a, a certain a, a work environment should stay a professional environment. But you know, like I said, you can't be in the, in certain men's faces smiling and. Being friendly and doing certain things and not expect to be tried. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with some of the stuff that they were saying, where oh, this guy he he attempted to talk to me for three months and I wasn't interested. He kept trying to. I mean, well, what do you, you know? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's some men just aggressive and trying and a person go. You know what I mean? With certain other situations where you know we was here, we was doing this, and he grabbed me. Well, I mean. You know, maybe you, you you know, maybe you should be aware that that's a man, and you shouldn't be in his face in a certain way. You know, I mean, um, certain things. Now, this is all out me trying to pull your pants down, and me attempting to do to force myself on you is, is absolutely one hundred percent wrong. But you know, it's it, to me, it's like you know, if you work around enough women, like I said, I seen in the Navy, when you work around a certain amount of women. And you see certain things, it's it's like it confuses you because sometimes, you know, with certain women, they'll they'll portray themselves to be certain way or say certain things to you, but then really in actuality, that was more just to think that to make you think a certain way, just to make you think, well, I'm interested, but you're not gonna do this, you know. So it's it's, it's confusing working around. Women and, and, and you know, cause we're two different opposite sexes, and we think two different ways, and it's two different roles. But like I said, I, I just think that in some of them, in some of them places, like this, being, this is the stuff I've seen in a Navy being on an aircraft carrier. It's like, you know, you're going to have certain situations, you know, so you're going to have certain situations, and you know, certain men is just going to do certain things, you know, not to say that every it was always the man's fault, and a lot of stuff I've seen, but. You know, certain men are gonna do certain things that's having to deal with other women. So it's like put men and women together is gonna to be these oversights or you know, and it's this it's this that's how it's gonna be. Not unless you're gonna just have jobs, which which America's not gonna do. Having jobs just where it's just strictly women for this thing and, and strictly men for that and, and keep things separate and keep things in order, which America's not gonna do, but you know, you're okay. gonna have these events, but that's that's my comment. I think you're taking my call. Okay, okay. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for chiming in, and I know 
uh, the military, you know, we, we, we've heard stories about that and how things go go there. And it's like every every organization has its own form of harassment that they have to deal with, you know, from corporate America to military to politics, Hollywood. So it's all over. And I think that if we raise awareness to it and – and you know, try to clue people in on what can be considered sexual harassment and what's not. Then we can kind of take things from there and maybe reduce it, if nothing else. Um, you know, like Ray was saying, if, if a woman is walking by and you break your neck turning all around looking at her and everything, and people see you doing this, to some people that's a form of harassment. Someone can go tell her, "Hey, this dude was just staring at you like you were a piece of meat." And make her feel uncomfortable. And those are things you really got to think about. Um, and I think that even though when you go to most companies or most places, they give you these videos to watch and all that stuff. And most of that stuff is outdated. Uh, they just need to come with the real so they can avoid any misunderstandings. But I appreciate you all discussing that right now. I want to get into... Um, a different topic, and right now we'll go ahead and get crystallized. It's time to get crystallized. comments on that. I'll have more on my opinion a little later on. Uh, but right now, we'll, we'll uh, switch gears a bit. Um, first of all, I'll get crystallized on um, Talk to You Radio show is uh, brought to you by GetCrystallized.net. All right. Um, well, my favorite guy or my favorite family of, of men, uh, nice little segue, into the Ball family, Leangelo Ball, and uh, and his UCLA teammates got a little special treatment in China. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. I'm sure you have. Uh, Leangelo is one of the uh, famous um, Ball brothers with his uh, amazing father. Um, he, along with his teammates, um, Jalen Hill and Cody Riley, were accused of stealing sunglasses from Louis Vuitton store near their hotel in China and subsequently detained by the police. Now, this isn't over, um, even though they are getting a little special treatment. Um, according to uh, multiple news media outlets, the three players were released on bail on Wednesday and required by police to remain at their hotel while the legal process unfolded. Jerome Cohen, the facility director in NYU U.S. Asia Law Institute, he brought his opinion and said that if the ball and his teammates have been allowed to return to their hotel, it is a very good sign. This shows, he goes on to say, that they're getting special treatment. Normally, the Chinese do not give bail, certainly not this early in the case that they're going to prosecute. It is usually, it usually is only given at the convenience of the police, 
But right now, um, you know, these guys are able to return to the U.S. However, they are still facing um, charges, and we'll see what that uh, can bring. I guess, and, and ultimately, they could get like two to ten years. It's <laughs> uh, a big gap, but they can get about two to ten years in prison in China, which would be horrible. Um, not like, I mean, people talk about the the um, police and prisons in America, but, it, you know, just go overseas and they'll fix you right up. So, but, um, I don't know, they were stealing, you know, they got, you know, they got out off pretty good, so, I don't know, I think they'll be okay, but, you know, we shall see. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to mess with the U.S.-China relations. And right now, um, we have a nice little love affair going on um, in China with Trump. So, you know, I guess they'll be fine. If you can leave China without getting, like, 20 years in a rock farm or getting beaten in the street, (laughs) you're winning. You did all right. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'd have gave every bit of them 20 years. They're just boys. Boys will be boys. Uh, Speaking of boys will be boys, uh, Meghan Markle, and now some of you who may or may not know who she is, um, but she plays, uh, she's an actress. Um, She is a half black, half white actress, uh, which means she's black. Um, She plays on Suits, but she is leaving. She is leaving Suits. and she is going to start to get ready for her new life as a princess. Um, Meghan Markle, the actress girlfriend of Prince Harry, will leave the U.S. legal drama suits when season seven ends, according to U.S. Weekly. Rumors have been circulating for months, and if you've been following this royal love affair, which I have been, um, then you'll know that they uh, hooked up about a year ago, and things things have been going great. She even got the queen, and rumors have been flying that they are getting super serious, and they're about to get married, and, you know, he's going to propose and all that. And remember, this is a royal affair, so you can't just say, hey, I think I'm going to propose to my lady, and, you know, you tell your boys that, and, you you know, you make some cute little plan with her girlfriends. No, no, no. You have to talk to people, and you have to talk to the queen. You have to get permission. You have to do all this kind of shit. So it's not like it's a surprise, yet not a surprise. So um, there's a thing that has to be done. But anyway, the 36-year-old, Megan, um, who plays a paralegal turned lawyer on, um, her name is Rachel Zane on the show, this is a very popular series since 2011, and she will quit. And she will, as been rumored, um, announce her engagement to Prince Harry. Now, Markle's co-star, Patrick Adams, whose character Mike Roth is engaged to her on the show, is also going to leave. Now, the thing is, Adams was going to leave anyway. He says that, you know, hey, this has nothing to do with what's going on with uh, Megan. Um, but, you know, he's ready to to move on anyway in the show. So, so I don't know. I've been following this. I follow the Royals anyway, but I just think this is kind of cool because, you know, it's Megan 
and Prince Harry. And Harry, since he is not going to be king anytime soon at all, unless several people die, uh, you know, he can do this. He can he can bring in a little colorful flavor to the um to the royal mix. So I think that's kinda cool. So I look stopped watching the show three seasons ago. I've never watched it and a lot of you know, a lot of people probably haven't. I mean, you know, it's just not really my thing as far as, you know, so many cop shows, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. So but I follow the royal, so that's the only way I knew who the hell she was, is because she happened to be hooking up with Prince Harry, who I followed more than I did her. So that's why. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel exactly the same way. So best thing she could do is hook up with him on so many levels. So you go, girl. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> The next thing and the last thing, which I find very interesting, speaking of women, um, the FBI is investigating Meek Mill's judge. Now, I don't know. Of course, she's a sister, which I hate, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) The outcry over rapper Meek Mill, ugh, I'm not a fan. But anyway, Jay-Z is. Meek Mill's uh, tough sentence has attracted the attention of the FBI, which has launched a probe into the Philadelphia judge presiding over the case. Stars including Jay-Z and Rick Ross have criticized Judge, um, what is her name, Genesee Brinkley, whatever, uh, for sentencing Meek, whose real name is Robert Williams, you know, good to know, Robert, that's a good name, um, to two to four years in jail for probation violation, even though the district attorney and Meek's probation officer had asked for no jail time. Now, the district attorney asked for no bail time. So this fucking probation officer asked for no jail time. However, he is currently in solitary confinement. We're going to go to Hot 97 for a little bit of report on this topic. Um, so, Joe, can you give us the hard details on this Meek Mill c- scenario? We we know uh, the judge has said he violated his parole by having contact with police officers, and he's going to get two to four years. Um, you say that that is a harsh punishment, um, and and what is the grounds for you saying that that's harsh punishment? Well, it's, yeah, violation, violation of probation it is. Oh, and pr- it's not, probation. It's not me saying it's harsh punishment. It's, it's, it's distorted and, and sort of a perverse uh, handing out of justice because if I were just, as Meek's attorney, the one saying two to four is really hard, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, I can give you 100 people right now that don't get two to four years for hard crimes, okay? I mean, we can go through the list. Okay. This is a, vi- a technical violation on probation. This kid has been on probation for 10 years. Nobody's on probation for 10 years. Right. It was supposed to be a five-year term that you extending and extending because of various which she says is violations of probation but they're technical violations for the most part like you know he's doing a tour he's got a concert in Houston and she said she wasn't notified in time of the schedule and, and things of that nature I mean probation violations are supposed to be you know when you're really going backwards in your rehabilitation Meek has done nothing since he was a, a 19 year old but go forward and become one of the greatest entertainers in our country and also gives back to his community which is different than, than a lot of people do. So he should be the, the 
die of someone who has rehabilitated himself and has become something. But she keeps insisting on keeping him under her thumb for whatever reasons, and I quite frankly think they're perverse reasons that she's doing it. But when I, let's, I let's, let's, let's go into perverse reasons. Things. What are the reasons you Joe, think? Joe, can you I'm, go I'm, into? I'm to you, but I, I, I want to say one thing from the get-go. It's not us saying two or four is perverse. The, the, the prosecutor, the district attorney, and the probation officer, the two people who, for the most part, always seek more more punishment than the defense wants, said here the violations here, the technical violations, don't require jail time. They both, wow. both the prosecutor and the probation officer, said no jail time. And the judge said, yeah, I don't care what both of you guys are saying. What? And I'm going to give them two to four years, which I've never, in my experience, both as a prosecutor and defense lawyer, in 29 years of doing this, has that ever happened once in a courtroom? Not one time, except this time. You know, it's kind of funny because, first of all, I hate the fact that, you know, she's black. I mean, just, you know, just for GP reasons. But the fact that this chick, it's like she is, she's like, she's taking the behind the scenes stuff and she's taking it out on him because she couldn't get what she wanted or whatever. Hey, this might actually be a kind of a case of sexual harassment in a way because we don't know everything that went on, but it kind of feels that way in a way. So it kind of goes with the topic Uh-oh. of the show. But, um, but yes, yeah, you know, the FBI is in on this. So she, things are not going to end well for her. Um, I'm, I'm predicting. And for him, well, he had a, a lot of powerful people and just righteous justice on his side. So I think he'll be okay. Hopefully he'll get out soon. But, um, but no, this is going to continue um, with Brinkley um, going down, I think, and maybe rightfully so for this. So, they, you know, this may actually be another sexual harassment case. Who knows? Or some kind of harassment. It's definitely harassment on some level. But, um, all right, this is uh, Crystal from the uh, GetCrystallize.net, Celebrity Gossip, and check out that site for more Celebrity Gossip. Back to you, Q. Thank you, Crystal. I never knew why Meat Mill was in jail. I thought it was over his lyrics. But, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I thought that was Nikki all the way. But she got her own problems right now. So, we won't hey, <laughs> If he didn't do this, he did something. Black folks ain't going to say it, but that's what it is. <laughs> he didn't do this, he did something. <laughs> well, he obviously did something because he was on probation. No, so no, no. Something. Well... You know, did this ain't fair? That ain't fair, man. We know he assaulted three damn people, or had some of these guys do it. So you didn't do that. You did something. Now everybody, well, you know, this this Jay Z and everybody else because that makes their brand bigger, and that's why people don't respect black folks because we follow the wrong thing. You stand up for this, when you know damn well if he didn't do this, he did something. You know, you fail drug tests and everything else. Right. So right. it ain't like Although it ain't like somebody like Kaepernick or somebody who never had a record. Right. You know. Don't get me wrong. Well, I listen fairness. to the music and all that, but I'm telling the truth. Yeah. In all fairness, you know, the money turned him into a monster. The money turned his noodles into pasta. 
The money turned his tuna into lobster. They want to do it. He's been moving like a mobster. Oh. Anyway. All right. That's our meet you a moment of the day. All right. Go ahead. Get ready to shut things down. Get in the final thoughts. Uh, looks like Eminem has dropped off, so that'll save us 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> so. That's wrong. I kid Eminem. I kid Eminem. Um, and don't forget his art show is coming up. In December, and you can, if you're following him on Facebook, he sent out the um, event reminder. So get ready for his art show. I think it's the second Saturday in December, but uh, like I said, check the event reminder. Go to New Renaissance, Google Renaissance, get information on his 15th annual art show. All right, we get to final thoughts. Also, you know, someone brought up Colin Kaepernick. You can comment on. Cap getting the GQ Citizen of the Year. He's on the cover of GQ magazine. Of course, that upset a lot of people. But um, you can comment on that if you think it was something that was deserved. Or maybe you want to comment on how people are responding to it, especially as one former ESPN reporter, Britt McHenry, who's had her own share of issues. I think she has more of a record than, um, than anybody else, probably more than McNeil. But um well, that's not completely true, but uh, yeah, give your comments on that for someone who doesn't say anything, yet he's considered citizen of the year. And we'll go ahead and start with you, Buck, to wrap up final thoughts. Biggity, biggity, Buck. Sorry about that. Um, I was going to say, I'll right. start rapping me again. I know, right? Great show. Um, sexual harassment is something that's, that we're we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis in this country, um, on all levels, all walks of life. Um, there's a disconnect, and I, I think a lot of the work we see disconnect-wise is, I mean, it's you know, it, it starts at home first and home training, and think and how you know how we raise our young men. And now, you know, you know, and young women as well. Um, it starts at home. We have to make sure that we we do the right thing. But there's not any, you know, there's so many broken homes. So there's a lot of training that is missed for whatever reason. Um, there's a lot of things that are said probably that probably shouldn't be said, where you know where women hate hate the guy that they used to be with, the, the you know baby daddy so to speak, and you know, they're going to be trained one way and vice versa. And there's not, you know, it takes a village sometimes, a lot of times to raise kids. There is no village. So it really starts at home on how we raise our young men and tell them things that they need to know and young women as well. So it has changed a lot. And it's not the same as it used to be. But at the same time, maybe it is. And we need to make some changes. So we can we can be better, and you know, like Amanda said earlier, she said, you know, respect, you know, respect your fellow fellow man or woman. You gotta respect, you know. There's a certain amount of respect that you got to carry when you're dealing with, you know, when you're dealing with individuals on a day to day basis, you know. So you need to try to. Get, we, it starts home. We got to change that. Even if we have, even if you have blended families or what have you. Those morals and values have to be taught, and if you don't teach them, 
then they're not going to know what to do when they get out there on their own. So just just a little food for thought. As far as Colin Kaepernick goes, Colin Kaepernick, while he has not been playing football, has been basically a humanitarian off the field. Um, I know that, you know, the you know kneeling doing the flag and all that kind of stuff has really kind of pissed a lot of people off. But at the same time, this man has given he – hadn't, he hadn't looked back. He's going all over the world, you know, giving his own money and devoting his time to doing the right thing for humanity. Um, so there's a reason why he's the man of the year for GQ. I don't see a problem with it because I, if, you, if anybody's been paying attention, to, you know, instead of just the football thing and seeing what he's doing off the field, there's nothing short of amazing. So um, just need to, you know, check that out before you jump to conclusions. I mean, understand why he, you know, why he's unlike, but there's a lot to like about Colin Kaepernick. And I think if you, you know, if you pay attention to the man, I think you'll, you might learn something and you'll learn to like somebody that's really doing a lot for not for a lot of, a lot of people around this world, around the world. But great show and uh, look forward to the next one. Thank you very much, sir. And Crystal, your thoughts on the show? What is uh, sexual harassment and anything you may want to throw at us on Colin Kaepernick being GQ's Citizen of the Year? Well, first of all, I love the picture of him. Um, <laughs> it's like it's only missing a fist. <laughs> you know, people were comparing it to bringing back, you know, Black Panthers and all that. And, and Huey Newton and comparing him to, to him, I guess, because of his light skinnedness. But um, I just think that um, it's a great picture, and maybe that's exactly what they were going for, you know, with the, you know, the black jacket and all that. So, I mean, um, he looks great. So, I mean, I think it is good. And, and that is something that even I um, didn't appreciate, which is his uh, resolve and his um, silence. You know, I'm so used to, you know, people, you know, when they have causes or whatever, screaming at the mic, you know, can't wait to get in, you know, into the face of whomever and, and you know, just really going off about whatever program they're, you know, whatever cause or whatever. And I'm, and it took me aback a little bit that he, you know, was so silent, but it is good, you know, and um, he has made a profound um, difference, I think, at least an awareness that that is amazing and it's shooken up a lot of people, which is the point. Um, and if nothing else, to bring uh, awareness and to bring some sort of people. We have education right in front of us. You know, all you have to do is Google something. And if you want to find out more about what the hell are these black people so pissed off about, what, you can just really literally type that in and you could find the answer to it. So um, I think he's done a, a great thing just by literally taking a knee, doing it peacefully, and not, you know, causing a ruckus <laughs> about it. So I think that is is really cool and something that I have to respect. Um, regarding the um, sexual harassment, I talked, of course, I talked a lot about it, you know, and, and you know, the, the gentleman that came on and, and, and some of you guys when they talked about sexual harassment, um, you can't help but to throw it back at the, at the victim a lot of times. But I think that has to do with the fact that 
on the one hand, yeah, we you want to teach your daughters to if you dress a certain way, then you're going to be looked at. You're going to be even if the 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 look or whatever is not malice or whatever they're trying to sexually harass you or, or rape you or you know disrespect you is you're going to get an extra look or you know it's going to be a longer look for whatever you're wearing if you're wearing something that reveals your breasts or reveals you know your ass or whatever your figure you know just like the woman in Dallas I mean you're going to get looks extra long looks and with that a few of those people who are looking a little longer are going to say some stuff but um, the difference between someone looking a little longer and, and you know, whatever, catcalling or whatever, and then actually causing sexual harassment is really the intent. And the intent is different. It's like a dog barking. A dog who is barking at you, um, they may be trying to get your attention. And you know the difference between a dog barking trying to get your attention than a dog barking who wants to attack you. There's a completely different feeling that you have inside of you from this dog barking and, and, and everything and the way the dog is looking and stance and everything, even though they're doing basically the same thing. It's the same thing with sexual harassment. There's a difference between someone, you know, may say, hey, baby, you look pretty good or whatever, even though it's a little annoying because, you know, it sounds like an idiot and a jerk. But, you know, you can move on from that and you don't get traumatized by it, a little annoyed. And then someone actually touching you or someone who is saying things that are really inappropriate and you know damn well it's inappropriate. So I'm sorry, I don't give you outs just because I happen to wear a top that shows a little cleavage that you can't take it upon yourself to get your grips about yourself. That, you know, that brings us back to the animalistic behavior of men and that. And that's wrong to think that all men are animals, you know. So if you, you don't act like that, then I won't treat you like that and vice versa. I mean, come on. There's level of respect. Would you do that to your sister? Would you say that? Or would you like someone to, to speak that way to your mother? I mean, it's all the same thing. You know you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't want anyone else doing that. So it's the same way you should be treating another person. So, you know, on the one hand, I agree with some of the things the guys were saying regarding looks or whatever. But on the other hand, it's like, you know damn well you, when you're right and when you're wrong. So there it is. Um, I think we all should be mindful of that and remember that this is about control, just like rape is about violence. Um, sexual harassment is about control. Um, it's about disrespectful, disrespecting people. And that's the difference. So keep that in mind. So anyway, really good show, and um, look forward to the next time. Thank you very much, ma'am. And Ray? Yeah, it's just an interesting topic. Um, you know, because it's all over the news, everywhere you look now, somebody new is coming out accusing somebody else. But I think in order to be taken seriously, you have to behave seriously. And you have to stand for something. And enough people in this country don't stand for anything. You see a lot of protests going on and stuff like that, but they don't stand for anything. You know, just like if you go to a concert, these girls are going to be rubbing and groping guys like Chris Brown 
and that's sexual assault all day long. Because if you do Rihanna somebody like that, and you're a dude, you're going to jail. But you have a woman to say, you know, they have no issue with that. And as a man, you have to put up with that because that's the way society is built. Instead of a woman saying, well, listen, not a right for us to go up here and touch singers and grab their booty and grab their genitalia and everything else and think that, oh, well, you know, it's what girls do and guys are supposed to accept that. See, we want to talk about behavior, what we're going to teach our sons, but what the hell are we going to teach daughters? You know what I'm saying? We've got to have it on both ends. Same thing with domestic violence and everything else. Nobody should be putting their hands on nobody. Teach your daughters. Don't slap your boyfriends if something go wrong. Because when you start giving them 18 months for that kind of shit, now we can have a decent conversation, you know. But other than that, well, what, is, what is harassment? Because you see it all the time at concerts or on videos now. Whenever we want to watch somebody did a show in Vegas or something, woman get on stage, they're doing whatever they want to do. That's okay. She get up there, she want to dance a script for the singer. That's okay. Meanwhile, oh, because it was her choice, does that make it all right? Is the behavior still inappropriate? See, we need to look at all of it. We can't look at some of it. Look at all of it. But, you know, it's unfortunate, and I think men and women need to change their behavior. And we're going to have true equal rights. We have to hold everybody accountable. Now, Kaepernick, I want to say, you know, uh, I think it's good that he got on the cover because he started something and a lot of people followed, which I really didn't think they was going to do. He didn't get a job in the NFL, so he he raised awareness. But this is what I would like to see any activists out here do. We're going to talk to the drug dealers. We're going to talk to the gang members. We're going to talk to the deadbeat fathers about what they're supposed to be doing to make men and women out of the people that are in the community, the young people. And we're going to call those out who kill young people. We don't want to talk about that. Care what group it is, they don't want to talk about that. It's easy to jump on the police and the this and the that and the other. All that's wrong. We all see it. We all know it. That's wrong. What are we going to do to clean these ourselves up? And Kaepernick, you ain't got to go to Africa and everywhere to do that. You got enough in the United States. If you live in 150, you can fix it all. So that's what I would like to see him do. You got a nice start, but I want to see somebody hold our people accountable for what we're doing. You do that, I send you a full figure check. But other than that, good show, good topic, and uh, that's it, man. You know, I don't know what else to say after that. All right, appreciate it, right? Glad to have you on, man. Amanda, can you shut it down for me, please? I will do my best. Um, great show tonight. Really enjoyed the topics. Um, just to start with. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, I'm glad that he made the magazine cover. Um, I agree with Crystal. It's a beautiful photograph of him. And um, 
I'm I'm proud that he's continuing on in this journey, and um, I hope he will continue to have success. The thing that trips me out the most, um, being up here in New Jersey, where it's a little bit more of a liberal state, I always kind of get my kicks when um, I still follow a lot of the uh, Mississippi and Southern in general, uh, Southern um, news outlets. So I'll see WLBT or WJTV um, post a um post a story and I just love to see all the little angry faces that show up on Facebook of all the people that are mad. It's just hilarious to me. I showed one of my coworkers and I was like, you know, this is it's just hilarious. I don't know what it is. It's just you I know that Mississippi is always gonna be um one of the leading states to not see where this guy is coming from. So that's just one thing I always look for whenever it's something with him. So um regarding sexual harassment um, again, I know it's kind of one of those things where everybody's definition is a little bit different. Um, I think that one thing we have to acknowledge is that it's not just a woman's issue anymore. Um, lately, we've been seeing people come out, um, such as Terry Crews and just different men and even former child stars saying, hey, this happened to me. So you realize that like crystal said it is a it's a it's amazing how people in power just feel empowered to do whatever they want with other people's bodies and i it, it's really sad it's just that that sense of power that people have that they can do what they want and they can get away with it but as we see a lot of people's houses are coming uh tumbling down on them because more people are coming out saying hey this happened to me oh it happened to me too and it's a lot of people that can kind of corroborate the story so I think we'll just continue to see more and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better um for me personally um I'm kind of always been just more of a not really I'm trying to think of the best word to to use um I've never really been a person who uh I never minded comments or you know, jokes and stuff like that. Um, I was at work, uh, this was a couple years ago. Uh, Ray and I were married, and I was at the job I'm at now. So it was just, you know, past few years. And I was standing there talking to a coworker, and somebody came, walked, by, walked past me, and they pinched my butt. And I was, oh, wow. I, first of all, I was, so I was stunned. And my first thought, I didn't overreact. I didn't even turn around to see who it was right away. In my head, I'm like, okay, who feels comfortable enough to pinch my butt and why? Like, I'm I'm literally like, what? Have I sent somebody the wrong signal? Like, that's that's going in my head. And then I turn around, and I see who's nearby, and it, it was a female. And it, it wasn't meant as a sexual. Once I saw who it was, I was like, Lily, you pinched my butt? She was like, yeah, it was just me. I was like, oh, okay. Like, but in my head, I'm thinking – okay, who is this and why, you know, who am I going to have to have a conversation with? Like, what are you doing and why? Like, I wouldn't have even been, we're going to HR and reporting this. It would have been, what are you doing? <laughs> why did you feel comfortable to do that? Have I sent you some type of mixed signal? That type of thing. So I've never actually felt like I've ever been sexually harassed. Um, any type of You don't think that was harassing? I, no, I I didn't think it was harassment. I didn't think it was harassment. It was a, 
you know, it because was because it came from a woman. At, I guess so. Like, go down for it. <laughs> once I saw who it was, like I, I guess I just, <laughs> I just didn't feel that that sense of a threat. And again, mm-hmm. even if it was a guy, my thought would have been, okay. I couldn't. I couldn't think of a guy who would feel comfortable enough to do that. Like I'm close with a lot of people, but it's like that coworker or that friendship. Like it's strictly friendship. It's not anything more. So I couldn't. I couldn't even fathom who could possibly do that. But no, I didn't feel harassed. And even in my, you know, former uh, like my single days when I flirted with coworkers and stuff like that, it was always a mutual thing. So I can't think of an example where I felt sexually harassed, but I always felt like if somebody gave me attention I didn't want, I would just tell them that, hey, I'm not cool with this or this makes me uncomfortable. And if it continued, then, you know, hey, I have to do what I have to do. But fortunately, I've never had that happen. I've never been in a situation where a boss told me, hey, you have to do this in order to get promoted. That probably would make me the most angry because I'm just stubborn anyway. So that wouldn't go well. But I'm blessed that I haven't been in that situation. I know a lot of people have, so I always try to, um, again, put myself in somebody else's shoes, how somebody else may feel. You just never know. People come from different backgrounds and different cultures. So what I don't, what doesn't bother me may bother somebody else. And I try to keep that in mind and not say, hey, well, why are you overreacting? Just because I wouldn't have reacted that way doesn't mean that other person is overreacting. So I just try to have a good respect for other people and their opinions and um I think if everybody else did it would be a better world. So um, no doubt. Great show tonight, Q. Enjoyed everybody and uh hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week. All right. Well, great job everyone. I appreciate all the contribution. And um like I said, go to talk to Q dot com. Sign up for the email newsletter so you can keep up with what we're discussing from week to week, uh, zone coverage tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, there will not be a T2Q show next Tuesday. I'll take that off for the holiday. Um, there will be zone coverage on Wednesday because sports don't stop, but um, at least the NFL season doesn't. But uh, yeah, might be. Might. <laughs> might do zone coverage on Tuesday instead next week and take Wednesday off. So I don't know. But um, I'll keep the sports fans posted. But T2Q will take will probably take the week off. Um, unless, I don't know, there's something I've been wanting to talk about. And it's kind of fresh in the news lately. So I don't know. It's a possibility. But right now I'm going to say we're taking next Tuesday off. But you'll hear from me if something else changes. And, of course, if you subscribe to the newsletter, then you'll hear find out for yourself. Follow me on Twitter at talk to q And like I said, go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, give a review, yada, 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 whoop-de-woo, and all that other stuff people under 30 say. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Uh. almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky.
Radio World. 